What's up, fam? Welcome back to That's the Angle. And in this episode, I sit down with Chris Pirate for our second interview. Yes, I interviewed him in January last year. So he came back on the show. It's January this year. And so much has changed. So much has happened for the man. I'm so happy. And I'm so stoked to talk about it. Honestly, it was such an amazing interview. And it's been getting so much love on YouTube and Instagram and everywhere. So of course, it's got to come here. But guys, if you enjoy this, please leave a rating or a review or a comment or even better, subscribe and check out more of the content on YouTube. I uh, cover a lot of like the art world and other cool stuff happening in DC, you know, besides just doing a bunch of awesome interviews. But anyways, guys, let's get into the episode. I know you're going to enjoy this one. Peace. That's the angle. That's the podcast. You already know, man. Duh, Holy duh. shit, dude! This is this is some really cool. I just posted what is this. Finally, the chairs collab pin with you. Oh, that's nice. in North Carolina right now. Damn, that's fire. Yeah, man. Who's that collab with? Uh, it's a company in North Carolina called Munjo Munjo. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a company based off of a Pomeranian. Okay. That lives in North Carolina. That like he's like a celebrity. Okay. So it's owned by two artists. Right, and they own the dog, and they own the brand, and so it works as they take him around. It's Ra- Raleigh, by the way, specific. Okay. And now, like, there's a pop-up store downtown right now. It's been up for almost like half a year. Wow. In the the dog's namesake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you just collabed with like a random store, and now you made a pin with them. Well, so what happened was I I was hired to do murals in North Carolina last year or two years ago. Yeah. Right? This is a crazy situation. So I like, you see the mural behind that, right? Yeah. It's like a picture of a mural behind the pin. Uh-huh. So I, I painted like my favorite mural and I was scouting a place and I'm mad like random. So like, it was a hard view. Like imagine me doing a a, a 20 foot mural, but the wall, like the distance between the mural and how far I, stand, I could stand back is this big. Oh, so you have like limited space as far as how, how you can, how much you can even like look. You can't, yeah, you can't I can't, I can't see it. Right. So I had to, I went, I went up the steps around and climbed like up a parking lot around <laughs> a building to look at. It. That's crazy. And then I jumped down and like, I swear I broke my leg. Right. What? So these two, these two artists put me up in their house. So I was healing while I was trying to paint this mural. I had to like put my foot on top of the, the back of a chair because it was hurting so bad bro <laughs> so like yo so like they really like we became really close because of this experience and like they're dope so um they they happen to have this dog in the house this pomeranian yeah. and he would come like me mug me and shit like that because he's like a king and that's when I'm, I'm looking around the house and they have all these dope cutouts and crazy yeah. things and i'm like it's, i'm expl- asking like what's the brand is like named after him and as I learned, it's like we go around the town, and he's like a, lo- a local celebrity. The dog, the dog, yeah, and the brand's named after him. That's crazy. <laughs> it's dope. So that's who I collabed with, and um, Amber and Jamie, they're dope. One of them is a uh, is a a band photographer, and he goes on tours with big bands, and then um, he shoots for them, and he does a lot of graphic design for like the Used and all these bands, right? Damn, well, so, huge shout out Amber and Jamie. I mean, yeah, yeah, they do. They let like to help you get here, and now you're here. <laughs> and Munjo Munjo, they uh, they put up with me. I was a random artist in town, and I broke my leg. And that's in North Carolina. In Raleigh, yeah, Raleigh, North Carolina. Dude, that's crazy. What's even crazier is something that needs to be said, dude. Is the last time we did this interview was a year ago, which is crazy. A year ago this month, 
Because, like, the way I remember that interview, I haven't looked at it in a while, right? But the way I remember it is I I swear I must have known something was about to happen here. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like I was talking about, I was expecting all that to happen. But when I'm looking back, I'm like, January? I wasn't doing anything with PBR. I, I had no, I wasn't here yet. I just happened to be here. I'm like, what? Like... How did that, you know what I mean? Well, it was an interesting time because you, you came back to the area and I, and I was introduced to you and people looking at you could tell that like, something's going on with this guy. He's, he's got something special. He's got some sort of zest because he's coming from another city and he's from DC. And like you could tell there was some professionalism there. Something was about to happen that wasn't, that just hadn't happened yet, but also something that we hadn't yet seen in the area. Mm. I remember doing that interview and be like, damn, like things might get crazy. And things got fucking That's crazy. Wild, but but man. you know, you know, my memory of it is that oh, we had that interview because we knew everything was getting crazy because of all that had started. And I'm like, no, it's before it started. Yeah. So you're right. There was like an intuition because even the way I remember it is like I must have only done that interview because I knew stuff was happening. But nah, it's like we were just early on it. I don't. That was nuts. Well, that interview is interesting because I felt like you that interview you really had to get some shit off your chest yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and to kind of talk about your experiences up until then. And it was super useful yeah. again to know you and figure out what you were thinking about and your approach and everything you had been through to get to the point where you, you came back home and now you're ready to put on. And right, I remember right. talking in the interview and we were saying stuff like, yeah, we feel like there's something bubbling up. We feel like something's happening. Well, dude, it's happening now. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you're right. <laughs> and it's fucking happening yeah, and so right. much has happened, but like, what the fuck has happened? Um, what is what has happened, it's, dude? It's like, wow, because like, I swear like, I started like doing certain things. I want to say in like April, May. I really didn't know mm-hmm. how much I could get away with until Flower Bomb, right? Because it was a random idea, mm-hmm. and I didn't really tell people what I was doing. That was the New York experience, right? No, Flower Bomb was the thing I did here, the the music festival, the uh, Dupont and, and, Underground. And Dupont, okay, yeah. Dupont Underground, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So, and you know, like we got over like what four thousand RSVPs and over two thousand people ended up showing up. No fucking way. Yeah, it, like, but. And PBR sent the art director, like he Damn. was there, just helping hang. And he's like, he's mad cool, but it was just like he knew, but I don't think that whole company even knew. Like, oh. you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I like, I keep, I, I may have big ideas, but I keep them close to me because uh-huh. I don't want to get other people's expectations high in case yeah. it's not what I think it is, yeah. right? Because I don't have no guarantees, right? So, um, at that point when I did that, then I knew like, oh, like. We could really do a lot. Yeah, but the Flower Bomb Festival was, was that like the first big event you produced when coming back? Did you, do you feel like that was like the first big event that happened and sort of started popping things off? I mean, maybe it did or not, because I remember there was some run-up up until that. Yeah, there was stuff before There was that. a lot of run-up until that, but yeah. the, the Flower Bomb uh, event in general was super epic because it was, it felt underground, it had the vibe, you highlighted some artists, and probably even more so than yourself, mm-hmm. but... You created this like really cool sort of ambiance of art and music and, yeah. and PBR. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks to them, you know what I mean. Um, and that's what I mean. Like, so my my remember my my memory of of uh, this past year is like, oh, I did that interview with Bruce, and then we talked about everything happening, and we just started doing it. And it's like, no, because I did an interview with you in January. I didn't. Um, start working with PBR mm-hmm. and like agree to that situation until March. Really? Yeah, which is wild because I, I like 
which is what brought me back to the area because they were like yo we'll like we'll do this with you if you gotta you gotta go and you know what i mean i had to be back here to do it which is yeah in a way i feel like the pbr partnership really helped catapult you last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, but and that but that's Is that what, accurate? 100% cuz it, it's like, you know, it's resources, bro. And yeah. it's um not just that, the way they work. And I feel like as I keep working, mm-hmm. they like I certain people told me in the company like um you're doing exactly what we want to do. Mm-hmm. But that's like without them telling me what to do. You know what I mean? So they're like, yo, it's a good synchronicity. Just keep keep going, keep going. That's really the message, right? Yeah. So so I didn't but of course I don't start off knowing that. I'm like, I wanna move back home. I didn't even realize that by the time I'm talking to you, I didn't even live here yet. How nuts is that? <laughs> I was just here. Damn. And I didn't really have a set time. I was supposed to be in New York. That's so cool. I need to turn down the headphones real yeah, quick. No worries, no loud. Way. It's cool. All right, good, because we're about to be rapping, and I don't want to be yeah, listen yeah. to it sound like you're yelling in my ear. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's much more I'm yelling at you, man. I'm angry. I'm good, but we can off. yell. I just, just... I'm fucking pissed off. Oh, yeah. you know what? I'm not cursing I in 2020. You. Oh, well, you already <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked up 2020. Hashtag. Well, dude, it's like you came out the gate in 2019 full of piss and vinegar, because it's, it's like the PBR partnership really gave you the funding or or the help or the infrastructure to really help execute on these all these ideas. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I wouldn't even call it infrastructure, mm-hmm. right? Because even what I'm doing with them right now, they don't put a guideline in front of me. There's no like there's like the stuff I I know I'm going to do this year. Yeah. I haven't even communicated yet. Like wow. um it's just trust, right? Which is crazy. You wouldn't expect this, right? Um but the way that company works is when they first in March, when they first brought me in, it was like, we were in Colorado. They flew me out to Colorado, right? And I'm talking about, bro, this is crazy, right? Because I'm here talking to you that time. Yeah. I had been hanging around that studio, right? Yeah. I had no clue I would end up in that studio. None, none of these ideas, right? So hanging around that studio, just like kind of getting a little inspired by like, oh, shit, I kind of like being back home. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually welcoming to art. You know what I mean? It wasn't like that when I left. And um, I'm hanging with my my sister. I'm hanging at her house, playing video games with my nephews. My niece is, likes to draw. She's a little kid, so I'm yeah. helping her. We're, we're drawing. So I'm, like, getting some family time. You know what I mean? I had been gone for so long, New York and Miami, that, like, I didn't even realize to value that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so... You got to hold me to this no cursing, man. I'm not going to hold you because <laughs> I can't hold myself to it. So I can't hold someone else to a standard true, I can't true. do. But, um... Everybody join me. No curse in 2020. Mm, yeah, sure. <laughs> no fucking curse in 2020. Come on, you can fucking do it. But um, no, wait, 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 wait. Why, why is there no cursing though? I really don't have no other resolutions to give myself. No, but why, why do you not want to curse? Well, because like I need a resolution, right? You don't need one. Yeah, I do. I feel like that's the fun of the year. Like, bro, bro if your resolution is, is to not curse, then your life's going pretty well. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I mean. Like, the resolutions I have are like. Why not? Fuck it. Just challenge yourself to something. You know what I mean? I I mean one of my resolutions it is, doesn't is hurt. to salsa dance. So I mean Okay, that's dope. You know? That's dope. Okay. How, how are you with that? How how far are you with that? I'm trash. I actually have my first salsa lesson later tonight. Pretty excited. Oh, today. So we this is a this is a big day. You yeah, start yeah. your resolution. What is this? What January what? Six? Seven? Six or seven, something. Okay, like yeah, yeah. So 
All right, you're five days. In. Yeah, Six whatever. Days we'll yeah. see how it goes. Yeah. End of the year and be a salsa master. I don't know. End of the year, you're probably going to give up like everybody else does on their resolutions. <laughs> I'm going to be cursing like a sailor. Yeah, right. <laughs> For end of the year, I'm going to be swinging some hot-ass Latina chicks around at the clubs. <laughs> okay, okay. I feel it. I feel it. No, I just want to do that for myself, though, but. Oh, for yourself. Self-love. Yeah. Self-love. Self-empowerment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. I feel it. I feel yeah. it. Hashtag self-love 2020. Yeah, you got to get the No hips, cursing 2020. The... Salsa dancing 2020. Let's go. Yeah, you'd be a... <laughs> you can't dirty talk off the salsa dance. would be cool. There you go. Yeah. There you go. But dude, back on this, back in this PBR thing, because I feel like that was just... It seems pretty quintessential to everything you did last year, and you probably would have done it without them. But it definitely seems it would have like, been slower. It, yeah, it definitely seems like they helped. It would have trickled. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it, or it would have been a lot of like me pushing decks to companies to uh-huh. try to figure it out, right? Because I did already know that format. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. From traveling around, from working with like Adidas, all these people, I knew like, yo, I need, I need to like work with the company for this. It's just, I wouldn't even be here without them. They like paid me to come back here. Oh wow, that's yeah. They like. They were like, yo, like, basically, we want you to run a creative marketing here, like the marketing, you know what I mean, and mm-hmm. the local marketing. So um, I didn't really know what that looked like. When I, when I, went, when I went to um, Denver, right, that was the first thing that happened. So they took me, to, they flew me to Denver. And this is so nuts, bro. So, again... I did the interview with you. I'm yeah. hanging around DC, but yeah. I'm having I have a residency in New York at the time, mm. and I had been neglecting it because I was like, "Yo, I really like being home, right?" So it all started when I I was po- I went to Toronto around Christmas time last year, mm-hmm. and I would use these trips. I was working with the agency. Um, shout out to Maria. Um, working with an agency who. Puts me with these big brands. I do installations, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how I work with Yeezy and Adidas, like painting on his shoes. So I would like use. A, I would get a two-way ticket. I can book it. I yeah. can book my ticket, right? So I would use it to travel. So like, let's say I gotta go to Toronto, but I want to go back home. So I'm like, okay, I'll go to Toronto, get paid, and then I'll I'll book my ticket back to DC. Ah. Instead of New York, so I would use this to travel a lot. That's right, like, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, the finesse and, right and there. And you get paid to it's like getting paid, and you don't have to spend your, you don't have to buy your ticket. You know what I mean? It's the best part. The travel's the worst part. Exactly. So so what happened was I ended up in Toronto last Christmas on accident because I flew in there, mm-hmm. ended up in the wrong place because yeah. some some travel issues. I ended up in uh, Montreal, right? I was supposed to be in Toronto. And so I had layovers on layovers, and then I ended up missing Christmas. I got stuck in Toronto for Christmas. Oof. And my resolution was, my whole thing was, my scheme was, I took the residency in New York to be closer to D.C. Mm. So I can, like, all right, man, I'm trying to be uh, mature. I'm trying to grow with, like, time, right? So I need to, like, get closer to my family. Yeah. So that's why I took the residency in 2018, right? So Christmas 2018... Instead of going back to New York, I just took the flight from Toronto to D.C., but I ended up missing all of Christmas. And that's how we met in January. Right. Because you I, took that flight back. And because I missed Christmas, because mm. I, I got stuck in so Toronto. So you're staying there for extra time. Right. So I stayed here longer. So do you think being in D.C. for that time that you weren't even really planning to be here, do you think that kind of, where you're like, whoa, I, 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 I kind of want to be here. I kind of want to see what's good here. This feels good. Yeah. I mean, even, like, this is not to, like, like like blow blow up your head or nothing or just because you're right in front of me but even like meeting people like you mm-hmm. right in that whole scenario when i'm in that studio 
Reef is, you know, Reef had talked to me a lot about that studio. Like, mm-hmm. I'm one of the people who, like, told him pull the trigger, but I'm far away when I'm doing it. Yeah. Like, yeah, just, I'm like, Tacoma. You know, in my head, I'm from from here. I'm like, I'm thinking Tacoma, Maryland, yeah, right? I'm like. That seems like a distance. Yeah, I'm like, what? And then I'm, but he's explaining it to me. I'm just like, go for it, right? Why and not? then, I, so I come and I'm like, oh, shit. This is dope. It's right by the Metro. Okay, yeah. this is more, I'm glad I told him pull the trigger. So now I'm like. I'm so glad because now I get to be around this energy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know DC was really harboring this, right? Because, um, again, I left because it really wasn't here, mm-hmm. right? So, um, anyway, I'm here. And now I started to see, just from me being at my sister's house, I'm just really not even trying to be out. And Reef keeps coming and picking me up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, come out, come out. people." He's like, yo, people really fuck with you out here. And I'm like, well, people really mess with me out here, right? <laughs> um so uh he's like people really rock with you g like at <laughs> <laughs> first i was like why did he say like oh yeah the new person <laughs> people really rock with you 2020 man yeah people really rock with you and they're like he's like he proves it to me he's like come to this event big pop-up he was like we're gonna have you as a special guest and you'll okay. see okay and so i'm like i don't really want to be out i just want to spend time with my family mm-hmm. and he's like and we just talked about this yesterday because he's like Bro, you owe me a painting on my wall, like, because I'm the one who got you out, right? So, like, um, so I do it. I come to the big pop-up thing, and, like, people do. I'm meeting all these people that I only saw their name on Instagram. They're coming to check me out. You know what I mean? A lot of people that I, I work with right now came around that time and just said hi or whatever. And I'm just like, okay, this is dope. That's got to that's gotta feel pretty interesting, the fact that you've been away for so long, yet people in your hometown still kind of mess with you. Like, that's, that's yeah. got to feel good and feel welcoming as to making that decision to really start planning roots and, and taking off it right yeah here. yeah because i mean i went to art school here mm-hmm. and um i grew up here right and then uh Did you go to corcoran no no okay come on man do i look like the type of went to corcoran i mean definitely not I but you never know <laughs> yeah i dropped out of art institute bro dang <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i went to corcoran man yeah, yeah, well, get the hell out yeah. Of here. I went to American University. You, I mean, you seem like that person who'd probably get that random grant and get a full ride through court. Right, you seem right, to have that yeah. kind of luck. Yeah, I do. I, you, you know really what? Do you seem to have back that kind then? Of luck. Maybe not, but now if I was in that age, I probably would. But like, nah, back then, back then I was a straight degenerate, bro. Um, so which yeah, I still so, am. I mean, that's half of being an artist. But yeah. the thing is, is that you got here. You you met us. You were like, yo, people are messing with me. You but know. not just that. Not just that. Okay. Also, this artist that I don't know. Because I mm. knew, uh, there was some, because I did music too when I was in art school and it got really big. So I end up, a lot of the people who are in high places now in the scene, they were some, was a sound guy or they had a, vi- they were like promoting a venue. So many people I know, like Flower Bomb with half people, I grew up with friends. Oh, all those artists. Some Yeah, some some of them like... I'll give you one, like DJ Malcolm X, mm-hmm. right? Malcolm Xavier, he's on the radio and everything. He had a skate brand, and I was a skate model for it. District Dodger, Pierre. Yeah, Pierre. Was the photographer. Of course. You see what I'm saying? Like, wow. look at this. You get what I'm saying? That's just, and that's just, that's just two people. It's like you left and everyone just kept evolving as well as you did. Yeah. And then it came back and, and I haven't even it. seen yeah. them two in the same room yet. You know what I mean? But I've known, I met mm-hmm. them together. You know what I mean? And um, so it's things like that. And, you know, there's so many, it's like a diaspora, right, of, like, these kids who were trying to make something happen back then, and all we, we, we could see was music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, back then it was like, what else? Nobody was caring about paintings. You know what I mean? Like, nobody was caring about, but I, people, people thought I went to school for music, but I went to school for animation. Oh. So, you know, um, basically I got tired. I was like, yo, I don't want to do music. And people weren't accepting that here because they, were, they knew me for that, and I left. 
Yeah, it's a hard place for music. Yeah, it is. It's a hard place for music unless you're like some sort of DJ, like a, like a well, nightclub DJ. Yeah, there you go. And, um, but that's also like why I did Flower Bomb because I know it's hard for music. But I think if you get all those people in the right room. What's Fla- Flower Bomb was the first big event you did. With I PBR. think it was the it was the biggest one for sure because I know you did like the black whiskey one before it, yeah. But the flower bomb one was a really grand scale and yeah. by the public. Let's really see what we can do. And yeah, you did it in a location that's really tight. Yeah, that probably won't exist after this year. Nah, guess what? Right, they exist, NG, and we got flower bomb twenty twenty. So they got it August eleventh. I mean a- April eleventh. Yeah, we good. Everything's good. Damn, flower bomb yeah. in April. Yeah, and I'm doing another project with them with the, the project I did for the mayor. You, are you familiar with that? Yeah, you like painted some cities, or you painted like the the town it was of DC. A twenty by twenty. I've hired eight yeah. artists. Like we it did big. it all around. Um, see these things, though. You know what I mean? And this is non PBR related. So if you really look at the whole year, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. There's some PBR, some that happen outside of it, and like it just creates this like I don't even know, bro. Like I can't call it what what did happen. It's it's to me it seems like a whirlwind of just opportunities like the PBR thing enabled you but then people saw that and wanted you for other things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it, it just it's like compounding interest where it just keeps happening right right and and the way so so again so all that happened at first right I got inspired by you all and like meeting you and then seeing your wall mm. with all those people yeah because some of those people are people I grew up with back then and mm. I'm just like. Oh, these people are still doing it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, this guy, he's in the scene. I don't know him. So there's a whole bunch of people I don't know. So I'm like, yo, now I'm interested. I'm curious, right? So I'm like, people I know have are doing cool things. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, yo, there's a bunch of people I don't know who are even in between. It's like six degrees of separation. I need to, like, yeah. I'm just observing. I'm curious, right? So, um... That curiosity stayed around, and I just stuck around. I'm, I'm, I think I went to New York, maybe did a mural too, and kept coming back, mm-hmm. right? And I'm just like finding excuses to be here, just on my sister's couch, right, pissing her off slowly. First, she's like, "I miss you so much. It's so great." And then you know, you know what and I she's mean? She's like, "You're starting to live here. <laughs> yeah. Get your own spot, dog. What are you doing?" <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I'm just like, if I come back to DC. How will I make the money? Because I make money doing art at this point in my life, right? Yeah. And like you know, like I'm doing residencies in New York or I'm in Miami. Like these, these, these are places that I know the ecosystem. I know how to make money. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, yeah, but I still don't trust that DC has a thriving ecosystem for me to make money off of art. That's true. That's important. Yeah. Right. And I was, I was just, just like curious, right? And then um, my boy Shane who already worked with PBR, who... So PBR had been sponsoring me as a muralist for about two years. Oh, before then. Right. So they were like, when I do a show, they sponsor, if I ask them to, right? So they've sponsored me from D.C. to New York to Miami. That's awesome. They even sponsored... I had a gallery I opened in Miami. They they sponsored the opening. This is like three years ago. Wow. So, So the relationship went deep, but it's funny. It all comes from this. I did this mural copycat. Maybe like 2014, right on 8th Street, and I was living in New York at the time. But mm-hmm. I came and did it, and I'm looking at 8th Street, and I'm like, "This ain't used to be like this." It's like mm-hmm. hipsters, bro, right? Yeah. And this is my so. On one side, I paint this copycat mural where he asked me to do Lucky Cat, so I do an explosion of Lucky Cat. Mm-hmm. On the other side, I was supposed to be done. And he's like, Devin, he's like, "Yo, like, paint the other side. We'll pay you again and do whatever you want." Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. And um, I'm looking around, I'm like, a lot of hipsters, man. 
So I paint a skeleton, a hipster skeleton chasing a PBR. Huh? Just because it's the hipster beer to yeah, me because I is. skate it. No, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That is the hipster beer to me too. Especially, and you know, I used to skate and things like this. So you you know, you're around PBR drinkers, it's a certain type of person. Yeah, you know what I mean? Alcoholic it's cheap. water. It's all yeah, it is. exactly. And and like you can down a bunch while you skate, it's mad cheap. You mm. know what I mean? It's also like t- it feels like water, so it almost feels like you're getting refreshed, yeah. but you're not. And like as I when I skate, when I skate it, right? I stop skating because I paint. And if I break my wrist, I'm broke. Yeah. And I fall on my right hand. I learn to fall. You know what I mean? So, um, but when I was skating, I would get blasted, right? Because then you don't think about hurting yourself. Oh, yeah, you get a little tipsy. You, you get brave. You forget about yeah. hitting your ankle or getting a little skid mark and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. So PBR was the go-to if you couldn't afford, like, certain things at the time, right? Yeah, PBR so, 40. And then, yeah, and then, and you know, we're uh, in art school. So, you know what I mean? So, so my relationship to PBR was a specific to that. So I paint this mural of a hipster, dead hipster chasing a bear, and then I get hit up on Instagram, like, who paid you to uh, do this PBR mural? And I'm like, what PBR mural? I didn't even know what they were talking about. I didn't know who this was. Just like a random person. Yeah. And then he's like, sends me a picture of the copycat drink. And I'm like, so I go to his page, and he has a bunch of PBR pins on his jacket, but it doesn't say he works for PBR. He just looks like he's a big fan of PBR. Mm. So I'm like, nobody, bro, the the place, but I just did it. And he's like... What would you want to do more? So I'm like, yeah, you know. <laughs> so we start a relationship. He's like asking me for quotes from yours. He, I find out he's the marketing person for DC. Wow. Right. And so after that, you know, I go to Miami. I think he did, we didn't work heavy because he found out I wasn't really based here. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. So when I'm in Miami, they put me on with Miami people, whatever. You know what I mean? New York, same thing. Mm-hmm. So um, I had been talking to him while I'm here, like hanging with you guys and all that. Last year, I hit him up because I'm like, hey, I'm about to do that show in New York again. Mm-hmm. Not at all about DC, right? I'm like, I want to talk to you about it. So I, I go to link up with him, and I'm like, maybe I want to do a DC version. It's called Dream Bigger, right? And so I go meet with him. He's filming these skaters in a random row house in, like, Northeast, right? <laughs> and I knew some of them, right? And, like, so I'm just hanging around, and I'm like, this your job, bro? <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, he's like, yeah. And so I'm like, this is tight. You know what I mean? And then, you know, I'm like hanging around. And then he tells me he's leaving. And he's like, yo, let's let's do the thing. Let's let's figure this out before I leave. And I'm like, who are you going to hire, bro? Because whoever it is, I need to be cool with them. Oh, right? yeah. So me and Reef were scrambling, trying to find the right people to hook up with PBR so that we always have that cool person working for the company so we keep getting sponsored. Yeah. And then one thing led to another um, in a... People in the company end up finding out that I may be good for it or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they talk to me about it. Not even like a formal interview. They talk to me about it. And then I'm just like, here I am in D.C. Yeah. Hanging out. Thinking about moving back. Yeah. And they're like, would you do it? And it took a little, you know, I was confused if I could even handle something. I didn't know what it meant. Yeah, because you're already a full-time artist. And right. they're trying to offer you this like position. But they told me like, you just got to like, they're like, look, it is all these things, mm-hmm. but you would be a big asset and you being yourself is like a lot you know yeah. what i'm saying so i'm Mutual. like all right okay so i just i'm like let's try it out right um and that's what i mean like i was doing little things like i'm just so when i when i go to denver they, so i go to back to miami paint a mural and have to be on a flight to denver like the next day to go there right so i paint this mural mm-hmm. miami i'm rushing rushing right because i'm yeah, like yeah. 
all right, it's a structured company. Like I'm, I'm, I, but I still need to make my mural money, right? I yeah, the mural money is nice, right? Yeah. And and I and like that's what I know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this may not work out with this company. I don't know. I'm gonna go to Denver and see. But I'm like, this is a mural in Wynwood, and like right beside Ron English. This is a mm-hmm. like the best spot in Wynwood on a gallery. And it, and when I come back, I have a gallery show. It's a mural to promote my upcoming gallery show in the art district of Miami. So I'm like, I have to do it. Yeah. And I don't know what the PBR thing is yet. You know, I was already technically like... It's kind of in the air, I guess, at that point. It well, I'm hired. Like, or you're hired. And But the way the... It, they're just an interesting company. So I'm hired. But I didn't technically have to do anything until I get to Denver and then talk to them. So, mm. um, so at the time, I'm just like, I don't have no direction because there's nobody here. There's nobody. It's not <laughs> like there's somebody in D.C. who's going to come, come in the office. There's nobody here. So, like, they're just like... We'll see you in Denver on this time on this date of March. But I already had taken a job, so I'm like, it already started technically. So, <laughs> so I'm 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 in Miami. I'm just like, fuck it, let me get my. And I told them like, yeah, I have some responsibilities that I already promised mm-hmm. murals, and so I'm gonna have to do these. You know what I mean? They're like, all right, whatever. So I'm painting this mural, bro. I have to be on a flight in two days. So I'm painting it. We're knocking it out. It's a tight mural. Like this is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Like it has like. The eyeball with the flower wings. Did you see that one? I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, it was getting a bunch of... I was reposting it a lot, but they covered it, right? So, uh-huh. um, so I'm painting this mural. My boy Gary's with me. Shout out to Gary, right? We, uh, we're painting this mural. He's helping me. And I got to be on a flight now at the next morning. I'm like, I'm finished. It just needs to like dry. And I'm like, nice. add the final touches. Nice. And it starts raining, bro. And it <gasps> dripped through everything. Oh. No. And this is like a, a 30 by 30 foot wall. And it was still all wet? It wasn't all wet, but... Most of it. What it was was the black outline. One of the colors dripped. But when it drips, it drips through every other color. So you had to go over everything. Oh, my God. And I'm like, I have to be on a flight to PBR the next day. And this is first impression. And I'm like, this is why this stuff don't work for me. You know what I mean? I'm just thinking. like, And so I end up telling them, like, hey, like, I'm going to be there. I got to catch another flight. I pay my own way. Just mm-hmm. because I didn't want to book twice with them, I didn't know. So you stayed and you fixed the mural. Yeah, I had to, bro. What I'm, <laughs> if I go to Denver and then I'm seeing, just the conscious knowing that that's the most visible spot in the whole street. Yeah, of represents you. And yeah. it drips going. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not gonna be able to sleep at night. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and it was my birthday, bro. Like, so this is maybe March second. I'm painting the mural. I was supposed to be there March third. I think I got there March fourth, and March seventh is my birthday. Mm. So I'm like. I'm trying to like protect my own self, really. I'm like, yo, I don't want to be in Denver on my birthday around a bunch of beers. So I'm probably be drunk and I might be depressed drunk if I know my mural is just looking <laughs> yeah. ugly in Miami. I mean, in the art district too. So it's, it's kind exactly, of a big deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, I, so anyway, I get out there and um, they end, I'm just listening. You know what I mean? And they end up just saying like that marketing people, well, I, don't, I can't give up this secret sauce, right? Yeah. yeah. But, like, look, I'll just say this. Yeah, you can. It's okay. You, you can it's cool, dude. <laughs> nah, man. I signed papers. <laughs> NDAs. Um, yeah, yeah. So they end up just explaining how important, mm-hmm. like, organic personality is to their company. So I'm, they, they sit us in the room, and they're talking about the story of the brand. And I'm like, I'm wondering what it is. And they're like, in your city, yeah. what's your story? Mm. That is the they story. They asked you that. They're like, that is the story. Yeah. Our story in D.C. is your story. And I'm like, what? You know what I mean? So I'm taking this literally. So I'm like, all right. So I get back here. And as you see, I'm just like, all right. I used to do these art shows at Black Whiskey. Mm-hmm. 
That was the first art show I had. They gave me so I'm like, yo, let's resurrect those. Ah, right? so that was the black whiskey. Yeah, thing right? and they're the still Aglo going. And yeah, yeah, they're still going now. So um, we just did one with the we just organized one with the Danny Lion. Awesome. Filthy fell off. Okay. And we got some other people. Um, I don't know who Danny Lion is, but I know who Filthy fell off. Is, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I yeah we just we just organized it yesterday actually. Shout out to him. Nice. And um yeah, so it's gonna be cool. You know now, so what I'm saying is. I was just testing the waters, just like seeing if, okay, are they serious? I could just do what I'm good at. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it kind of seems like you were maybe confused as as terms of what can you do, what's going on. Right. And you're just like, all right, and let me just do something and attribute it to them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, you know, like they had National Mural Day, which was when I did the mural on a um, museum. That was that was literally the to, to me that's a really important mural. I think I think the museum mural is super important because mm-hmm. in that part of town there's nothing like that. Like there's right, nothing right, vibrant right. like that. Fifty percent of the shops are like kind of closed or run down. Yep, yep. You know, and for you to show up and and to do this nice colorful mural, I, I, I thinking about it, that felt like one of the first big things I remember seeing. That of, actually of was, and it, it was the museum mural. I was like, whoa, because what the museum you're, what those guys are doing is really interesting in itself. As far as being this like creative space for mm-hmm. brands and fashion and mm-hmm. art and everything and then for you to come and do the storefront it just seemed very natural but also it just seemed like a really big look at the time well i'm a t- so so that was my first time testing mm-hmm. the waters so it's wild because i'm in denver and they're like hey we're, we're celebrating national mural day which i'm like what is that and they're like it never existed they started it. <laughs> okay so they're like may 5th is the first time and i'm like yo they just brought me in and i'm a muralist i have to like yeah this this in this it's literally in a couple months after yeah. I get brought in. So I'm like, this I have to like hit this out of the park or I'm gonna look like a a dumbass. Yeah, you know you're what I mean? for you, right? For PBR, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I mean, like they brought in a muralist. Like I already painted murals with them in the past, but yeah. like they brought me in officially, and they're like, oh, the first thing we're we're doing as a whole company nationwide is a mural in each city. So I'm like, oh, I ha- obviously I have to kill this. Yeah, clearly. Right? Or, I'm a, or are they going to look at me like, why we bring this guy in? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm the only muralist that's doing one of these. Yeah. Everybody else is somebody in that town who's finding a muralist. Ah, So okay. I was, I mean, I was supposed to find a muralist too, but as a muralist. You're like, I'll do myself. Not even that. As a muralist, I haven't been here long enough to know who's serious and who's not. Oh, that's and I'm true. like, you, yo, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't know, yeah. And I know it has to be done by a certain time and on a certain schedule. And I'm like, I haven't been here, and I'm a muralist, and I know how much artists bullshit or like, they may like take a long time. And I'm like, yo, I don't know who's serious, who's fast, who's what. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, my name hinges on this with the company. I was like, yo, I'd rather do it myself. That, I, uh, that that makes a lot of sense because to me, you're a very selfless guy. Like you're you're, you're very willing to put others on, and I, and you can see that in your art shows. Yeah, yeah. You know, so for you to choose yourself, you're, it kind of seems like you literally had to choose and yourself. I, and I had to explain that to them because yeah. I didn't. I knew it, it may look funny. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm gonna pay other artists to help me paint it, right? But I'm like, it's a like I, I was like, yo, trust me, mm-hmm. this is the right place to do it. First, they didn't even understand because they were like, it's not like. It's just a. It's a store. We're promoting it's not, a store. It's not like a downtown front storefront. It's kind of a weird spot. And it's, it's yeah. like it's not a bar. It's not one of the places that supports their brand. So I'm like, trust me, this is the right way to announce that I'm back here doing some creative stuff with you guys. Trust me. I'm like, I'll bring artists. I'll pay artists to help paint mm-hmm. it, right? And so that's what I did. I hired artists to paint it, right? And um, and then I'm I'm just like, 
I, I know how this may look, you know what I mean? And then they pass it up the chain, and then the chains were like, nah, go ahead. Well, what happened was is, is that PBR got connected essentially with like the heart and the streets of D.C. from you painting on the museum. Because yeah, the yeah, museum yeah. represents that whole – yeah. represents the real D.C. Yeah. When they're probably thinking of this downtown area, you're over here messing with you know the heart blood of the streets in a way of what the museum is. Because yeah. the people who run that are, are that in itself. And and that's what I was trying to – and that's what I was trying to explain is like – Trust me, this is going to make my job, and I told him, it's going to make my job easier for the rest of the year, because I won't have to explain it after that. This is, we starting off with a bang, right? Everybody knows, like, not only in my back, but like, yo, we're doing cool stuff for the community, let's go. You know what I mean? And it, it ended up being that, right? So then, like, Black Whiskey or whatever I'm doing after that, people are just paying attention for the right reasons. Yeah, well, I remember the museum saga. And I'd seen people's stories going and painting, filling in flowers, like helping outline, doing a bunch of stuff. Phoenix, Arizona, what is that? <laughs> if it ain't got a name on it, that shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, that that I remember that that time. It seemed like a lot of people got involved, which, which kind of helped to bolster everything. Yeah. in general. And that's you know that's put it like this: there's so many opportunities, mm-hmm. not just with a PBR, but with like Nike. You know, with all these these people, right? That like. One artist can't take all the opportunities. Yeah. That's just crazy. So, like, like when it comes to Black Whiskey, like, these are people who, when I was at a certain point in my career, gave me an art show and then it repeated it because it was so good. Mm. And I know the owners. So, they're friends. And they happen. I'm like, yo, they sell PBR. Oh, this is perfect. Right? So, I go in there and I'm talking to the owners. And I'm like, guess what? I'm with PBR now. They're like, what? They don't even understand. And I'm like, why? Like, what? And I'm like, they're like, I'm like, so can I do, do stuff here? They're like, yo, do whatever. So it's like, yo, I was set up for success because of my relationships here. You know what I mean? So at, at that point, did you feel like you saw what you wanted to see in D.C.? By the time you did that mural, did you feel like you saw the landscape of the artists in D.C.? Yes. You were kind of like, I want to be who or not? Yes, yes, 100%. I saw, like, I had just been listening to people mm-hmm. enough coming here to home or home, right? Yeah, home. Uh, yeah, it's, I like, I saw enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, w- I would hang here a lot and talk to Amir, just talk about the scene. Thanks to Matt um, Fairground, right? Um, it was just introducing me. So when I was hanging with you guys, I was also coming here. Mm, I think you introduced me to him here. Ah, oh, there we go. Which is why I'm here. There we go. Well, I'm going to use the bathroom real quick. Oh, my God. <laughs> coffee, you, man, coffee. Dude, you know, you know you've broken the record for most piss breaks on this podcast, right? Well, I'm going for another record. I'm going to beat last year. Oh, please not. Oh, my God. This guy's giving me some editing work. So last time Chris was on the show, uh, I think he went to the bathroom total of three times. Um, and I'm going to actually blame this on his veganism, on his vegan diet. Um, because if he wasn't vegan, he'd probably, um, you know, have some meat and some other things in his stomach to help, you know, kind of absorb absorb the piss a little bit. But he's, he doesn't. He's got, like, greens and runny smoothies in him. So he's just sort of, once it's in, it's out. You know what I'm saying? But that being said, it's so awesome to think that this podcast has been around for over a year, but long enough so that I can check back in with artists since then, like since I first interviewed them. So it's so cool because this is all kind of starting to feel like a really interesting deja vu moment where you could watch the old podcast and, and hear what we're saying and listening to us talk and then come come to this one and being like, did it happen? Did it, did it come to fruition? Did everything we kind of predicted was going to happen, happen? And in a lot of ways, he's lying. He's lying. And in a lot of ways, for Chris, it did. 
And me too. I think for everyone. But it's weird because I think the sense of there's still something bubbling is still there. Yes. And it feels like it's just beginning. Even though from our side, because we're on the inside, we're kind of like, we start to see all these brand new art events. This time last year, there weren't that many art events. Mm-hmm. I can name like four other people putting on art events mm-hmm. besides me, you, and like a couple other people. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. seems like with the event comes more of everything Mm -hmm. more art more celebration more sponsorships getting involved Mm -hmm. more Mm -hmm. money Mm -hmm. yeah and then yeah i mean i think people just needed to see well a lot of a lot of what makes i feel like a lot of people were defeated here Mm -hmm. right um i was defeated here before i left you know what i mean it was just like even like how you said music is hard here, so many things. Like a lot of these people have been doing this stuff for a very long time, since before I left when I was in college. You know what I mean? A lot of people have been at it. You know what I mean? So some people aren't going to be able to weather that. You know what I mean? And um, I think as more people show like somebody's thriving, this person's thriving, that's thriving, then people, yeah. their spirits get back up. You know what I mean? And it's like, because that's how when I came, I'm like, oh shit, it's a scene here. You know what I mean? Like, and um, me coming from the experiences I have in, in cities, how I put it is like New York and Miami have more mature art scenes. They've, it's been cultivated Very for much true. longer. Very true. So, And I've worked with in those places. I've like made a name in those places. I've made money in those places. So coming back here, I could kind of see not only that, oh, something's starting, but also like, oh, this could be like this. If this and that happens, but, pe- and this and but that people happens. could feel you were coming in with that energy. Like, even true, I could feel true. like you were okay. you were coming to the city, bringing this new energy, bringing like this real professional, like I've done big shit vibe to it. Okay, okay. Can we talk about the Nike collab? Because yeah, I feel like course. that was very yeah, yeah. big as well. Yeah, 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 definitely. So how'd that come to be? What what happened there? How did that? Oh, my boy, it's funny because he just called me. Shout out to West. Yeah, West, stop calling, bro. I'm trying to do podcast. <laughs> you feel me? Uh, but West. Love you, Wes. Uh, yeah, we do, man. Of course, this, this man made this happen. So um, there's a program called Cultivator, mm-hmm. right? It's an incubator yeah. for Nike, right? So um, Nike does field marketing now, right? Um, which is what I was doing in 2018 with Adidas and all these brands. That's how I ended up in Toronto. Mm. So I have been doing all these field marketing, but I've worked on both sides because I also have worked for marketing companies in Miami. So... I've been behind the scenes of marketing on accident, bro. I, I didn't go to school for marketing, right? So um, so me being in all those rooms and then being an active field marketer, mm-hmm. right? I've worked for the people who put the campaigns together, and then I've been the artist who actually implements the campaign, right? So um, Working both sides. Yeah, but on accident. These are just accumulation of me grinding, bro. You just absorb that knowledge. <laughs> yeah. When you see it, you, you know it. That, and that's how I am. I'm, I, like, I like to study things. I, like, when I like something, I get invested, mm-hmm. right? So um, and I, at the, it's a mixture of trying to survive, opportunities coming, mm-hmm. and then those opportunities happening to have a six degree of separation to them where I'm like, oh, this allows me to understand this better, which allows me to do better at this, right? And... um. So what's funny is Nike was that, right? It was a it's a it was a marketing field marketing campaign where like they they do they have an inc- cultivator like this incubator. Now you ask the average artist who work with cultivator, they probably won't give you this perspective. But I've worked for companies like cultivator, mm-hmm. right? So like honestly, it's an, an incubator for Nike. They work with like micro influence. So what what did they do for you? Like like I I get that what you did with them and you you designed your own shoe. Yeah yeah, but how is that cultivating anything? It seems more like a brand deal. 
Well, yeah, it's it's yeah. Well, the company's just called Cultivator, but yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, it's a company within that's a incubator for Nike, right? Oh, I see so, what you're saying. Yeah, 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 exactly. So like, um, but what what made the difference with me is because I know that whole scene. Mm-hmm. I just went straight to Nike, like, and um, that's not how it usually works. They like they approach artists and they say, do whatever like you want, create your own campaign. We're just letting you design a shoe, and they don't give you any funding, right? So um, even with PBR, I work on the other side of marketing, right? I, I, I work with budgets. I work with this stuff, right? So I'm like, my boy Tom, he, well, first of all, Wes finds out about it and apparently just DM'd Cultivator all of these shoes. I used to do stuff with Vans, Adidas, just DM'd them all these pictures. He found out about they were trying to work with you or they were just doing it He just it in found general. out that they were doing it in general, okay. right? And I think they were on their second drop, uh-huh. right? And so um, he sends them all this stuff, and then he hits me up, and he shoots me a screenshot. And mm-hmm. they're like, we love it. Tell him to contact us. Nice. So I'm like, I'm caught off guard. You know what I mean? Like, whoa, what? And so I just hit him up. Yeah. And so it's funny because I was doing the mayor's project. Right, and that that thing was crazy with Muriel Bowser, yeah, yeah, and it was a you it's know, a big look too. If anything, dude, that was a huge, that was a huge look. See, right? I stopped the curse right there. That was a huge look. Oh, you didn't curse? I did. I was <laughs> huge look. See, see, but uh, like, yeah. So the, the mayor thing was like it went so fast, right? Because it it was an opportunity that came real quick. I got it, um, and I had to execute so fast. But that's again working with the budget, hiring artists, mm-hmm. right? But I'm an artist, so I try to I try to keep myself. How do I say? I was just telling Filthy this yesterday, right? Like, I don't like to talk to you all when it comes to these projects. Because you're an artist, I'm an artist. Mm -hmm. I want to keep that relationship pure. So Tom was talking to him. So I try to like... So things like that mayor project, it gets rough because it's so fast that I may have to have a communication with an artist. What was the mayor project anyways? Like, Could you just talk about it? Okay, so they asked me to pitch... I think it was because of Flower Bomb. Because they, they were going, they were talk. They talk. I actually had a meeting with them about Flower Bomb before Flower Bomb, mm. right? With the uh, two hundred two creates mm-hmm. and made in DC, right? Um, thanks to them, right? And um, they were doing a project for DC statehood, but they didn't really. They just had a budget, I guess, mm-hmm. and they wanted it to be for art all night. And they're like, I just got contacted to pitch randomly on my DMs, and I'm like, pitch what? You know? And they're like. The mayor's doing something for statehood. We want an art piece, but we want something that can be in all eight locations of art all night. Because my my question first is, and hey, if you guys want to do stuff like this, if you aspire to it, I always ask one question. Best case scenario, what are you getting out of what I do for you? Mm-hmm. What do you want? To see, to see where they're lying, to see right. what their agenda is. And so he's he's like, we want something that represents D.C. statehood. Mm-hmm. We want... It to be to activate all eight areas of art all night, mm-hmm. and best case scenario, something that we can keep at the end and showcase. So I'm like, hmm, what's that? And then, but there's no guarantee. He's like, pitch. So I'm thinking, I don't even know who I'm pitching against. They don't tell me anything, right? And I'm just like a random dude, you know what I mean? Who's yeah. doing stuff and like not a company, and they, you know, this is a government agency reaching out to me, and so. To me, obviously, I'm like, well, when I think of statehood or just a state period, I think of the silhouette of the state, right? Mm. And so I'm like, okay, that's check. 
okay, activate all eight sections. Well, there's eight wards in DC. Makes sense. So, okay, I'll break the silhouette into eight wards. Boom. And then put them on all eight places and hire eight artists or seven because of myself. Seems so natural at that point. Yeah, and then I'm like, and so when I pitch it, like, they're like blown away. <laughs> and I get it. You know what I mean? But when I get it, here's the thing. When I get it, I was working on other stuff. And it was all, there was this whole thing of like, now you get it. Now we got to figure out the funding. Now how much is it going to cost? Mm-hmm. And then by the time that they figure it all out, they're like, now you got to do it in like a week. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And so, so here I am having to go to artists, me as an artist, like, hey, I want to hire you. I don't like that type of situation. You know what I mean? I'd rather somebody else speak. Because I feel like now it taints my, my relationship. You don't like the business to artists. You like to be artist to artist. Because I'm an artist, bro. Yeah. I want to keep that relationship pure. It you does know make things weird. Yeah. So, so. That's when I brought Tom in, and you know, shout out to Tom. So what I'm, what I'm saying is, we did this thing under big, big pressure, crazy pressure, and we built a twenty by twenty piece of cut wood that, like, stand each piece stands on its own and comes together and makes the silhouette of DC. That's crazy, and it's nuts. And it got painted during art all night. We did it, but it was so quick we didn't really get to like relish it, right? And then they sent me with the mayor on her campaign for tour for statehood. So that bus that was driving around was on the news. Yeah, I, I was up it. there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, That's but hilarious. but it was like intense, and I'm like not sleeping and like just doing it to check off the box. And they're like, "Well, now you did it. You have to go on the campaign." So I'm like, "Okay, well, cool, right?" So I do it, and um, shout out to them. I appreciate it. It was you know it was a great test, right? Um, I did it. Then I then I unveiled it on the news. Right, they block off a street to unveil the project. Yeah, they hold ribbon cutting and everything. But even that was nuts because yeah, they at one point they were saying like they were going to hang it from a crane. No fucking way above the city. That's crazy, <laughs> yo. This, but all these decisions came down to like in three days that I did change like three times, and the third day I had to be on the news. So it was like. <laughs> Yo, what? It was, At this point, you're just operating on some government agenda where they're doing all these publicity runs, and you're just like, uh, sure. Yeah. yeah, but half of it is like, because it's such a unique piece, mm-hmm. they had to hire my team to do it because they don't know how to put it together. Oh. So I got my, so I'm calling them, then they're like, well, no, nah, now we're going to hang it from a crane. And I'm like, I don't know. My boys don't know how to do that. We don't know how to do this. Like, how is it safe? <laughs> is it safe? Is it going to fall on somebody, right? I don't know. And that, construct it like this. A, like. As we're creating this thing, I'm literally thinking like, yo, bro, we have to make sure this don't fall on the mayor. <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, yo, for real. And I'm just like, and I, at this point, I'm getting like stressed out to them. And I'm not person a person who gets stressed out, bro. Like. I don't like, but you're working on the highest level of of local DC. And really, yeah. what it was is their stress was projecting on me, right? Mm. And at a point, I was just like, "Yo, shouts to my homie. I'm not gonna name him, but you put me through the ringer. But we brothers now, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like he put like he had he had pressure on him, and he took a chance on a random dude like me. And he's like, "Bro, you have to pull this off because we got it all green lighted." Now, apparently, you know, um. I'm not going to say any names, but there's other arts groups and companies that do a lot of installations around the city. Yeah. When I found out, the people who submitted ideas, they were actually production companies. And actually, they put on... Th- and I'm like, one guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they chose it. And I'm like, no wonder this is crazy, right? So I'm like... Um, They're expecting a whole squad of people behind it. But you're like, oh, it's me and eight artists, seven other artists I brought together. Yeah, and my boys. You know what yeah. I mean? Who we know how to pull... Obviously, we did it. And
apartment too. Because it's like, there's a dope balcony in there. Wait, so what do you mean you have an art gallery? Like, you, like, is someone funding you on that? Like, what's the situation? I guess, are you, are you partnering with someone on that? No, I just got it. Like, you're, you're just outright just going to be running an art gallery. Yeah. I had one in Miami, so I've done it before. Why Baltimore? Because it's fire, bro. Um, you think Baltimore's fire like that? Well, I say this it can be. Like, why wouldn't you do it in D.C.? Bro, you know what gentrification does to the prices out here, G? <laughs> Who'd you want me to put in a closet? Yeah, I mean, rent, rent, rent's pretty expensive. <laughs> yeah, here's a gallery. You can only put one piece up. <laughs> one person, one piece a month. But but why the gallery? It feels like you're doing so many things. What 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 makes you want to do a gallery, especially so far from where you're kind of planting roots? Not far from home, G. See, you're going to say so far. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you asked me 45 minutes. It's going to wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? You see, it is. It, yo, I think, I think. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this. Okay. When I did Flower Bomb, I got, you know, I had to uh, facilitate getting all the artists paid by PBR, mm-hmm. right? All the musicians. Yeah. And I just say this: more people are living in Baltimore than you think. Because yeah. I saw really? addresses. Yeah, I saw addresses. Like and for the RCPs and stuff like that. Not just that. For artists, there's more mm-hmm. artists that are in this scene. Than you think that are living out there, it's and I'm really like, cheap to live in Baltimore. But that's my thing. I'm like, yo, why I know these people living? Why why people not claiming it? That's what I'm I'm wondering. And I'm like, yo, you know what? Like, let's embrace it, you know. And then I got an opportunity. I got an opportunity to take over a spot that has a lot of momentum in Baltimore. Oh, so that that was yeah, a lot it's of a streetwear spot, and um, and a lot of the Baltimore rappers I just found out they've all done shows in there or like pop ups. So like. And they wanted the next person to be the right person for the community mm. and to keep the energy going, not just like a law firm moves in or something like that. So, like, I got a good opportunity, so I just took it. And, like, I've had it for a minute, but I haven't been doing nothing with it. Well, but. something like that is is says a lot more than just, like, getting a space with nothing tied to it. You, this place has history. Oh, it, yeah. has, it has feelings. It has emotions. It has a scene probably yeah. attached to it. Yeah, definitely. So you're definitely coming in with, like, the right energy probably for mm-hmm. it. And I'm, and I'm like... After seeing that, I'm like, yo, there's more people from D.C. that are, like, living in Baltimore and probably just coming here to do their art, mm. right? And um, that they're from here. And I'm like, yo, why are we not embracing it? That's two black cities. You know what I mean? Two cities full of heavy black population. Why not connect them? Why we? Because I grew up like, man, fuck Baltimore. That's how I grew up. Yeah, that's how I'm living. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, and like. Bro, I know better than that nowadays, you know what I mean? Like, that's stupid, especially when I go out there and people are just humble. People are like, you got a cool jacket on in Baltimore? They're going to come talk to you like, yo, that jacket's tight. Like, I ain't grow up. It's a lot of ego here because it's the nation's capital, G. You can't tell you can't tell us we not important here. You feel me? So, like, <laughs> you feel me? That's, so, like, like Baltimore guys like, a more humble energy, more mm-hmm. just down to earth. So, I'm like, yo, this is a cool place. Like, I had no reason not to like it. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm like... I know how many cool artists that I like that got Baltimore addresses. You feel me? So I'm like, oh, maybe it's something I'm missing out there. And then I got this opportunity. I had just mentioned it to a couple of people. And then my boy's like, I got a perfect opportunity for you if you Damn. really want to go out there. And I'm like, all right. So I go visit it. And they're like, yo, you the one. So I'm like, let's do it. I'm not saying too much because, again, I haven't done much with it yet so mm-hmm. i don't know how proud they are right now they're like yo we get it like like waiting for you to do your first show <laughs> yeah, they're like yo we i've had it for months now jesus <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so i don't know if i'm making them proud but you know soon 
Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I, I can't wait to see what you do with the Baltimore space. I think there's a lot of potential. I think Baltimore is a very untapped art scene in yeah. general. Yeah. I, the reason why yeah, people sure. in Baltimore claim DC is because it, it makes them look like a bigger city. It makes them look like a bigger deal of an artist. The same way if you're in like, I don't know, Massachusetts, you like Boston or somewhere. Jersey to New York. Yeah, you, if you're I in Jersey, like you that. probably claim in New York. So it's, it's yeah, I get it. I, I think it's exciting. I hope I can make it out there. I think I can. Well, I think also I talked to Amir, mm-hmm. right? And um, I thought it was cool because it's not far from home and his everybody calls this joint home, right? Yep. So I was like, yo, we should like trade curations. Like, mm. like if I hear about dope Baltimore artists, like you should do a residency for Baltimore artists in here. And he was like, yo, you with it. That seems like something he totally do. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and then when I mentioned that to the people who were running the spot originally, they're like, Yo, Baltimore artists need that. Like they, people feel like they can't get out. I guess or make it out of the city. So them going to DT is going to help the scene a lot. So I'm like, all right. I think in a lot cool. of ways it helps everyone. You bring them here, it helps them, and then it helps us because it helps establish it as more of like a nucleus for everything. And there you go. And that's kind of what this space that we're in is all about. There you go. And like, yo, DC already got gentrified, right? So I feel like people are just hanging on to like certain things about here, but certain things are unrealistic now. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, you really, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's certain things that are unrealistic. So, we like, we may like the exposure here now, but it's unrealistic to think you're just going to be here all day, all night, like in the middle of the city, right next to the, the spot you want to perform at, living there. You can't, you can't afford it, right? So, yeah. like, Baltimore is that city. That's, they, they, that's just what don't, I'm they just don't have the infrastructure. Like, that, that, looking at Baltimore, it's ripe for artists to live in. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of vacated places. There's a lot of cheap ass studio rent. You can get a giant fucking studio for like $1,000. I was wow. looking at it. It's insane. See, I don't even know that. Dude, it's insane. I was looking at it last year. But the thing is, they just don't have what we have, which is all the platforms and exposure. And, and the money, the people who have, because yeah. the, the government workers, they spend money here. So yeah. like like when I do those Black Whiskey show, people's paintings sell, bro. That's awesome. People's paintings sold at uh, Flower Bomb and it wasn't even an art show. That's amazing. You know what I'm saying? So like there's money here and um, you don't have to be afraid of price and stuff, like good prices. You know what I mean? Like um, in Baltimore, I don't know. I haven't been there. I haven't really been there enough, right? Um, but... All I'm saying is that's how gentrification works. I learned that in Miami. When I was in Miami, the last gig I had was a. Uh, the reason why I had a gallery in Miami was because they like. It was part of a community that's adjacent to Winwood. Mm-hmm. It's the next Winwood. Winwood was warehouses like an Ivy City vibe. They where artists it. could live. Well, what happened is it's cheap, so artists naturally live there. And then what what happened because they had they had to like. The guy who named the art, the the, the design district and stuff, mm-hmm. like he was like a mentor to me in his project. Like I met like the people in Miami, the real estate developers and all that. Oh, people. wow. Because somehow I get this space that's a part of the gentrification, the next wave. Mm-hmm. And then when they find out, like I just show them my art and I'm like, yo, I'm trying to use this as a studio, as a storefront. And they're like, you're the artist we've been waiting for. And they're like, I'm like, what? So then they like, they, they introduced me to all these people and then. Basically, what happened? I art directed a gentrification project, without really knowing that. So, so, so they so like, helped gentrify. Florida. Well, I quit. I quit. Uh. But, uh, that's why I'm back here. But like, but like, I had a storefront. I just wanted the space. So I, I, I found a Craigslist ad with yeah, a store. You, you were just looking for a space. You, you <laughs> yeah. know you're getting yourself into. Yeah, and then uh, um, I was like, yo, let me paint a mural on the side of my building. And they're like, in Miami, that's that's real high uh, value. A, a wall that because it's mural it's a mural city so like they sell that to big companies so he's, he's like 
I'm like, bro, I'm renting this space. It's yeah. the, my wall. I can paint on it. He's like, nah, like, but I'll build that into your, 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 I'll give it to you if you're part of, if you help cultivate the neighborhood. Oh. So, the, so I'm like, all right, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, I end up in meetings with like Chase Bank, all this stuff, Jesus. right? And then, paint a fucking wall. Yeah. And, and, well, not just, not to paint a wall, but for the whole community. Mm-hmm. So, now that's considered Wynwood because it's so they they actually gave me a history lesson on how it worked, and that's what I'm seeing. So when I come here, I'm coming here with that type of knowledge, bro, because I accidentally learned this stuff. Yeah, so like you're coming from more mature art scenes, right? And I learned gentrification. So why would they set, gave me a history lesson on Wynwood and why it exists and how? Because they were telling me that's exactly what's going to happen to this street. Well, it's the same thing that happened in New York. The same reason why Brooklyn and Bushwick. There you go. Why, why the rent is literally the same as it is here now. There it's, you go. It's, it's because those were popping artist towns yeah. where people like Basquiat and Keith Haring came out of. But now money came in there and, it, and now it's no longer that. It's it's It might feel suffocating. It's expensive. Yeah, yeah. And that same thing is starting to happen in D.C. If not already happened. Yeah, it, it's happened, And In Baltimore, in a lot of ways, is like the new frontier the new midwest because it's it's ripe for an art scene and but so here's how it was explained Wynwood was just a bunch of warehouses Mm -hmm. now you have art basel that comes to miami once a year so when these artists will come you have fine artists and then you're going to have some shepherd fairy type people like those who like need to put their mark in the city so they go to this warehouse district it's easy nobody cares about it so eventually naturally starts developing graffiti by some big name artists and then local artists are going to go start putting their stuff up there to be next to shepherd ferry right yeah and then naturally it's warehouses so cops aren't worried about you spray paint on a warehouse yeah it's no big right. deal right so there's a bunch of warehouses so what happens after all these artists mm-hmm. because of art basel just keep like adding art to this place just to express themselves or be next to this guy who comes here once a year right what happens is now accidentally the property value goes up because the people who run so artists start moving there. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that part. Because now it's desirable, right? Because now it's like, yo, well, it's cheap. I can get a warehouse, and like, we we already painting over there. Let's just and it was the hood though, apparently, right? Like dangerous, like when what I didn't know this. Like where I'm at is little Haiti. It's more like that at that time, right? But they're telling me when used to be like that, right? And you know. I think another thing that helped them is I'm a black artist. Mm. So nobody's going to see me like that as a gentrifier. And I'm not seeing it that way. And I'm not scared of no neighborhoods. Because I come from, you know, Southern Avenue, my G. Like, on the South Side. You know what I mean? Like, these type of... It's not... Not much is going to scare me. Did you see that when you were there recently? Because you were just there for Art Basel doing some big projects. Now, where I'm at, where I was at, was called 7th... It's 7th Avenue, Mm -hmm. right? Wynwood goes from 2nd to 5th. So they were saying, this place has not been named yet. We don't want it to just become Wynwood. Let's give it a name. I helped name it. What'd you name it? The 7th Avenue Creative District. Nice. Which I, well, I just said, let's just, let's just call it 7th Avenue Create. 7th Ave Create with an exclamation point. So it's a verb, right? This is what I tell them. And um, now when you go back, it's called Wynwood. It happened already. Damn. Yeah. You couldn't, it, you, you couldn't, you couldn't stop it. It, it, it happened. Well, well, I gave up. I quit. So I can't. I, I was probably the only one still pushing because I was the only artist. There were mm. the rest of people are property developers. So I was the only person daring them to push for something new and create. And I can really, see it because, in a way, you were like their scapegoat of like 
we're not gentrifying. Look, we've got a black artist yeah, doing yeah, things. They, like, I was really realize. told, like, you're yeah. the perfect artist to be the face of the Miami art scene. And that's so crazy because I'm like, I'm not from Miami, G. You know what I mean? Like, But for you, you're just trying to get some space and get some money. Bro, for but for me, them, they're like, this is this is our this is our poster boy right here. Right. I'm a, For me, at the time, I was a broke artist that just keeps finding ways not to be broke. It keeps happening, right? But in my mind, I'm broke because it's not no long-term stability. This is like three years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what I'm saying is, so what happens is, it, they actually sat me down and explained this. So mm. this is how they see it. This is how they see it, people. Here's a big conspiracy. So a place is so cheap that if they make it, now Wimble was naturally entertaining or, or uh, attractive to artists because of Art Basel. Mm-hmm. So a guy like Shepard Ferry, if he comes in town and wants to hear, he, Shepard Ferry's whole thing is he has to put something on a wall. He has to be a renegade no matter how fine art he is now. So he finds Winwood. Let's just imagine he's the first one who puts something up. That makes sense, right? Now, if I'm aspiring in Miami, Shepard Ferry got something over in, his, in the hood, but it's warehouses. You want to be there too. Yeah, the police ain't going to stop me. It's the hood and it's warehouses. Now, I paint next to Shepard Ferry. I might get famous. Now, all the artists keep doing that. And these big artists come once a year and they want to be a part of the renegade art scene. It's mm. cool for them. So they add to it and just keeps compiling. And then the property developers, well, then artists move in and start turning the warehouses into studios naturally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's cheap. And so then the property, then it become, then galleries start to open. But cool galleries that are kind of owned by artists, right? Yeah. And and then it starts to have like First Fridays. Now they're come, getting people to come oh, the to the galleries to building. start making money. The artists yeah. want to sell art. And now it becomes a destination for tourism. So now the the property oh, developers wow. are looking at this like, okay, raise the rent. They raise the rent. Now more galleries move, move in that aren't artist owned because they can't afford them, right? And now the like more like high end galleries come in, right? And they start showing art that can't survive there, like people who are in Italy, blah blah blah. You Huge know, what I mean? artists who are selling for a lot of money, right? So now it really becomes a tourism destination, and then they raise it up more because. Guess guess who can guess who they need now? Restaurants and bars. Oh. And they raise it up. So people start losing their galleries and restaurants and bars come in and start opening. Now if you go to Wynwood, it's mostly restaurants and bars. And the next step is condos. So here's the thing. Shit. People have no clue that it's about to be condos. And where I was at at the time was considered the hood. I had my store, my gallery. Wow, that was literally the process right and there. And they break it down to me. And they're like, so we, as the, the people who own the area now, not me, right? But my landlord and the people around, they like they want to stand their ground and they want to not that they want to stop it. They want to have a stake in it. Oh, because they know it's coming. They don't want to sell their properties, right? But these also aren't people from Miami. Mm. So you feel me? These are like you know property owners, but they're not the property owners on that level yet. Dude, the way you just broke that down yeah. seems like the natural way of how places get gentrified. That's literally what it is. So it goes, when it, I come back home wow. and I see this, it's already at a point. That's what I'm telling you. It's already unrealistic to do certain things here. I know mm. that because I came back and I'm like, yo, look. You've already seen it happen. Yeah, it's all, it's unre- we're, at, we're way past. We're like on like step five, six. We're at the condo step already. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, okay, just like how 7th Avenue was the next place. And what they're telling me as an artist is like, if you get in on this, you'll at least be an artist who has a place. Mm. You have a long-term lease and you can create something at least. Yeah. And it's more integral for you. They're just coming up off of it. But they're like, at least you'll be one of the artists that actually has a stake here 
They're you making you feel good about everything they're about to do. They're like, don't give your space up because you're a true artist. At least somebody was a true artist that... Oh, yeah. You're the true artist. <laughs> right, yeah. right. So, but eventually, like, I had... That's what we talked about last time. I, what I was going through at the time was my grandfather passed. And then, like, it just... I was so far away from home, I got even more distant to the people I love that keep me mm-hmm. being myself. I talk to them every day or, like, and then I lost them. Because people didn't understand why I was being so distant. Yeah. And I'm so far away. So when I had, I had told that story last time because that's really what, what was on my mind. Like, I knew I had to come back home. But you couldn't look at it from the perspective that you're looking at it now. No, now, no. Now, you, now you have hindsight, which is 2020. Then you were kind of just figuring it out, like, why you didn't like it. But now you can, like, vocalize it and you know why. Yeah. And, and what the craziest part is I knew that I had to come back home to D.C. Because everything that had affected me, that mm-hmm. made me, because I stopped going to meetings. I, my grandfather passed, and I was getting distant. And the people who are helping me deal with my grand, my girl at the time, and, and the people I love that are back home, who are helping me deal with that, or would help me deal with that, they didn't understand because I got so distant. They're like, and they, you know, people are in the winter or whatever's going on here, and they're like, he's in Miami, not being affected by the stuff. He's not picking up the phone because he's enjoying his life, right? So I'm down there like, quiet, not knowing how to deal with things because. I don't have people close around me, mm. and I, I just lost people. I lost one person who made me who I am. My grandfather's the person who told me go to Florida. He's like, yo, he would, every time I would see him, he's like, "What's up, boy?" Or like, "Hey, boy," I, you know. And he just he got that old energy. He, he believed right? in you. He yeah, was like, "Take he, that chance, take that lead." But there's a lot of women in my family, right? So when I go, when I'm around him, it was just we people didn't know how close he was to mm. me because the only reason I spent time with him. It was behind closed doors because I would get suspended from school. <laughs> and my mom is like... That time off. Yeah, my mom yeah. is like, you got you to gotta spend the whole holiday with your grandfather. and Because I'm, I'm suspended. So I, 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 And that's when he teaches me how to drive, how to play pool. Like, he's just taking me on his... He's a, uh, he takes me on his... He takes newspapers to, like, my great-grandmother and our family members just because they can't get out the house. So I'm just learning how to be a man. You know what I mean? So me and him really connect. And so I... So people, my family didn't know I had this connection with him because it was always when I was suspended or expelled or different things. I, was, I, was, I would get in a lot of trouble when I was a kid. So, And I always had to spend time with my grandfather, but I loved it, right? So when I would go to family reunions and things, people don't know. He only says maybe two words to me. But he's just, because it's on some, some man shit, it ain't much to say. So he's like, what are you doing? I thought you wanted to be in New York or in, in Miami. You talked all that. What are you doing here? And I'm like, what Damn. am I doing here? And I'm like, he's like, you still going? I'm like, yeah. He's like, go. And I'm like, all right. So, so when he passed, yeah. What happened was my family didn't know how close we were. So they, I found out late that he was sick. Nobody's telling me this oh, stuff. They didn't know. Yeah. So like, and like, the only other person, there's there's only few people in my life who knew about that relationship. And then I started getting distant on them. So I literally, even the people who knew it was important to me. They they didn't. But that's what happens with yeah, success is that yeah. you you its distance is created yep, and, yep. and you become separated from the things that you call home because you're now operating in a space and a headspace that they can't relate to. Wow. You can't call these people and tell them about your problems because they can't fucking relate. And nobody wants to hear those type of problems. Yeah, they're going through real. They're going through things that they think like like like, <laughs> like your problems seem trivial. Yeah, like, yes. like oh man, which Yo, wall am I going to paint for five thousand dollars? And they're like. I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent and, and get my mama through this. And your and your problem seems so trivial. So it's like you become as you become more famous in a way and get more clout. You you become more separated from the people who are normal because your lives are so different. And that's mm-hmm. why 
And I've realized that now, and from listening mm. to other people talk about this, that that's what it is, is now your day-to-day problems are way different than shit that normal people can relate can relate to. And, and because of that, it's like, that's what creates natural separation in a way. And that's why I say it's lonely at the top. It's, and that's yeah. why I, I, I've learned this is like... Now it all makes sense. It's not what people think it is about being lonely at the top. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's, we'll wrap up soon. Okay, um, it's not what people think it is. Mm-hmm. Right, it's not you're lonely at the top because you're like you're just so cool, you're too cool for everybody. It's that, it's that naturally your life is changing, and naturally you learn that you talking about your problems to the person who has to go to a nine to five every day, it sounds like you're being a crybaby. So you just learn to keep it in, and then you get more distant and you get more lonely, right? And like, yo, this I've I've been telling people like, yo, somebody because I've even explained it to the people who don't want to hear it. Damn, because I'm like, yo. I had to tell somebody. Right? <laughs> get it off your chest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, yo, it's not what people think. And I get it. And it's like, yo, it's dangerous, bro. And it's like, if you don't have, I don't know, bro. Like, it's not, there's not enough people who are going through it for it to be a topic that is massively talked about. Because not enough people, it doesn't affect a lot of people. Yeah, and it makes you not want to talk about it. Affects it affects the 1%, G. Yeah, it's, so, it's a 1% problem when your problem is, how am I going to get this Muriel Bowser project in when someone else is worried about, how am I going to pay my water bill? These are Right, and they're like, worlds. yo, I got to go to work and work for some, and I'm, I'm like, yo, how do I manage this $40,000 budget? You know exactly. what I mean? Like, like, and like, and so like, bruh, it, 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 I'm glad somebody's talking, maybe somebody here, like, People who want to, who who are gonna be there, you're gonna make it. You, you can do what you want. You know what I mean? But, yo, just know that that's the. This is what happens. You know what I mean? And I think people suffer differently. Everyone suffers, and everyone has stress. And no one, no one's stress or suffering is more. Wait, equal. you said we're about to end this soon. Yeah, yeah, we are. So I have to do this while we're still recording. Okay, what is it? We're gonna take plug. another bathroom break. Just no, so. no, 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 no. We got no. We're gonna wrap this up before you take this piss because I got this. No, let's just wrap it up. Let's just wrap it up. Let's I wanted to break up. the record on here. Come on. Nah, man. man. It was already three. You're not gonna break it because you can't make it four. Gotcha, you, got you. Chris. Nah, man. I mean, look. That's just real. It gets lonely at the top because you're you're starting to experience a life that most people around you can't relate to. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Every with every type of life, it's just a different level of problems, right? So like. You have problems that you can't talk to your friends about because they can't relate, and exactly. it's going to sound like you're crying, and it, it makes them reflect negatively, right? If, if my problem is, yo, I don't know how to spend $40,000. <laughs> yeah, it's a way different problem someone who's normal. And somebody who's like, yo, I don't know how to make 40000 in one year. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, it's not even fair for me to have that combo. Yeah. But but now me spending forty thousand isn't me having forty thousand dollars. That's just you having to deal with the budget, right? Which may maybe I get four hundred. Who knows? Who knows how it shakes but out? That, but that's probably why you relate with so hard with Trap Bob is because she's operating on that level yeah, now. Yeah, it's 100%. like finally someone you can empathize and sympathize with for the same problems and the right. same struggles that you're going through, right? right which is right. beautiful. And you guys are going to create that roadmap. And you know what? Wrapping things up, I can't wait for the carry out. Also, show this also weekend. a couple a couple more things. Yeah, yeah carry out, out. carry out. Flower Bomb 2020. A- April 11th. And I also have a gallery show. Like mm. a gallery, gallery In show. DC? Right? Yeah, at uh, Mahari. Mahari Sakar Gallery. Oh, nice. Off 8th yeah, Street. Yeah, in March. It's going to launch on my birthday, March 7th. That's amazing. Yeah, and it's going to be like maybe a 30 day show. It might be longer than that, right? Wow. Um, um, and I'm painting, like, there's going to be all new works. I'm creating, like, handmade carpets, right? I'm starting. 
I'm, yeah, you definitely seem like you keep getting more into more diverse things. Like, I'm like painting the custom rugs jewelry, now. Yeah, like man. the jacket looks brand um, new. Yeah, like, yeah. So you're definitely getting to some different stuff. I'm gonna release man. some some flower jewelry. I say, right? Um, I'm I just like yo, bro. I like to create. Like I said, like I like to just create. And I'm like, okay, people like flowers that I paint. How else can I? Let me keep it fun. Okay, but so while we're here, predictions for 2020. Predictions. Um. <laughs> We're going to go through World War Three. The world's going to end. Nah. <laughs> nah, I'm playing with you. Um. <laughs> All right, guys. I think that's it. That's it. Nah, 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 nah. I'm playing with you. Um, uh, predictions for 2020. Oh, well, look. Everything we did last year was a reaction to learning that we could do it. Yes. Right? That's all it was. Mm-hmm. Right? So this year is about... Now I got a whole year to actually know we can do this stuff. So let's do it and let's do it better. Let's do it more accurately. Let's have more let's have more peace while we do it. Let's work on it for six months rather than six days. You know yep. what I mean? Um so my predictions for twenty twenty is that Baltimore and DC are gonna be closer. Mm-hmm. Because I think I think so speaking of that, I think this is important to say. Go sorry, but going back to that Miami thing, yeah. right? The reason why Baltimore is important right now is that Baltimore is the Seventh Avenue in that equation. Mm-hmm. That's where I was at. Now Seventh Avenue is Wynwood, right? So just like how PG County or any of these places can just become DC, right? It expands based on perception, right? So like for instance, Brooklyn was just Brooklyn. Now Brooklyn is New York. Yeah, you get what that's I'm saying. True. You feel? You see what I'm saying? Brooklyn is. Is is in that Brooklyn is now uh, an extension of Manhattan, you know what I'm saying? And it's cooler than Manhattan now. But at one point it was just Brooklyn. Now everyone knows Brooklyn's cool, and it was just over there. It's just a place, just people, like Queens. People right? visit Brooklyn now, right? Exactly. So it's it's all perception. So Baltimore. But here's a, here's the thing, yo. We gotta like how they were telling me, like, oh, we gotta own it. They were really just thinking because they're property owners. So that's a whole different thing. And they were telling me to do it the right way, which is own it as an artist. But I don't even own no buildings there. You know what I mean? So like They can still kick you out. And they they didn't. But low key, when I was getting depressed about my grandfather and all that, it kinda did. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like so like cause I wasn't holding my end of the bargain. So like we gotta own it, but from a way of like, yo, like, look, that's a minority city, right? It's it's still the landscape is still set because it's a minority city, right? The property is not very valuable. These things, like, we got to go own it and stand our ground, though. Like, own property. You know what I mean? And stand the ground. Don't just flip it when the property... Don't, don't just look at it as a flip. That's an essential part of not not getting gentrified in a way you don't want to. And and that's the thing, yo. You What happens is, as, as, as we develop... Mm-hmm. As creators, as people who are marginalized, right, in these systems, that we uh, we start to learn how to self-preserve. I was telling somebody this the other day, like, everybody's self-preserving, bro, because the runaway capitalist society we live in is very doggy dog, right? Capitalism, it's capitalism. That's cool. But, like, yeah. runaway when there's, like, when Disney now owns Fox, they own Star Wars. When, when you live in that type of system... As you see stuff like that, you become as you gain, you start to become more selfish mm-hmm. because you gotta you gotta protect it. Cause you know, so are you saying you want to own property in Baltimore? I think I know friends who own property in Baltimore right now that are from DC. You know what I mean? And I um I aspire to too, right? Because it, I can afford it, right? 
or it's closest to what I can afford, right? But the thing is, like, don't just get it to flip it when the value goes up. Then get it to keep because it because now we're because now we're just playing that same game, and then we're going to run to the next city. Yeah. Now we start becoming a gentrified. So like, yo, like Baltimore's there. It's right down the street. Like in in the in the scheme of things, right? It's mm-hmm. right down the street, and like, don't just look at it as a come up though, because then we're just as fucked up. How to the people, we should look at it as a as a place to like. Okay, if you had the chance right now to buy property in D.C. Mm-hmm. and just stay here, yeah, or just keep it, would you? Yeah, right. But the, you only think like that in hindsight because you can't because of now. what it is now, right? So now it's like, yo, so think about that when you're going into Baltimore, right? This is your chance to live close to what you, to actually own it. You know what I mean? Because like, otherwise, where are you going to go after that? Because you're even further from DC, if you go to, you to go Philly, in, yeah. Pennsylvania, like yeah. you know what I mean? Like let's like so when we go there and we because we're naturally going to raise the value, right? The gallery I open is going to be. A, I was talking to a friend about this. He's like, "Yo, do you know compare comparing this neighborhood to Baltimore by the water?" And we're talking about the hood where we grew up in DC. He's like, "Same price," and the, yo, the condos look crazy. And I'm like, Damn. "What?" And he's like. He's like, yo, so that's going to be what's next. And I'm like, and he's like, yo, you got that spot. And so like, it's going to. You're going to help provide some of uh, that sauce to make people want to move in there to make that right. business want to On accident, yeah. right? Because that's what we do as artists because we have cool creative ideas that make sense. I'm make like, things cool. I got, I got this opportunity. Nobody has to take over this place that has momentum. I also have a lot of momentum in D.C. Naturally, I'm just like two plus two equals four. That's how I create, right? Oh, if I put this together, if I put Sir E.U. on the stage with UCB and. DJ Damo, like, when have you seen that? You know what I mean? See, so, see this, this is why you're so valuable to the city at this point in time, because you have perspective. And not right. all of us have this perspective of, of the globalist perspective that you have of seeing these big art places in, in Wynwood, in New York, in Miami, and you come back home and you see it in its infancy happening. Then you look at Baltimore and you see it about to happen. Like, you have so much perspective that is so valuable. And for that, like, I couldn't thank you enough. Like, that is why when you came here, we felt it and why we were just like, this guy has something different. And it's that perspective that might have just changed someone's life who just heard all that stuff. Like, whoa. Like, I hope so. Like, like that's how gentrification works. That was the, right. That's the process of how and, us and, as an artist provides value to these people who actually own the shit. And that's the wild part, bro. Like, if I, like I've been through so many things like that. Like, yo, imagine like being told like, yo, do you want to work this Adidas event in Chicago? And you go and you're in Chicago where Kanye's from and you find out it's, the the white on white Yeezys that dropped in his hometown and then like next thing you know the creative director of Yeezys asked you to put flowers on the back you don't know none of that when you just say yeah I need to make some money that's crazy so like I come from the hood bro I come from Section Eight you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying Southern Avenue Eastover right like um so I've been so many places getting stuck in Toronto for Christmas like like yo I, my life has been just a random accumulation of perspective because like. I was broke or I have a broke mentality of never going back. So I'm like taking opportunity, taking opportunity. And then if I'm in New York and like, cause I think that energy you're talking about, I think I've even had it when I'm around like Jewish dudes who run like the, uh, the film industry in New York. Cause I was a storyboard artist for a little while mm-hmm. and they were like, yo, the energy when you come in the room, uh, you know what I mean? And so I, I like, but I think it's that hunger, bro, from like coming from where I'm from. And what happened was when I was a little kid, I traveled a lot. I was in the hood, but I went to Roswell, New Mexico. My grandmother on my dad's side owned apartment buildings there. So we stayed there for a while. 
I went to, like, I ended up living in Cali in high school for a little while because my dad's side was in L.A. You know what I mean? I'm still a broke dude from D.C., but I'm coming, going and seeing all these. My dad's, like, building yachts and things like that. You know what I mean? I'm sitting on a yacht in Cali. Yeah, it's like in a lot of ways, even though you're accomplished so much and doing all these big things, you will still be that broke dude from D.C. in a weird yeah, way. Yeah, always. Because, because that is what drives <laughs> you. And, 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 and when you look at yourself, that is what you see. Yeah. But all these amazing things go on. Yeah, and that's, I was just telling I think it was Filthy I was talking to yesterday, but whoever, like, like bro, like you're doing some things. And I'm like, bro, I don't see it. You know what I mean? Like, and I, and like, it's the best mentality to have, though. Yeah, yeah. That's what keeps you hungry. That's what, not, that's what makes you not sit on your laurels and, oh, it's passed. And that's what I'm saying about you. If you had that chance to get a place in D.C. right now, own it, keep it, you would. But it's Big hindsight. Facts. It's hindsight, though. So I'm like, yo, remember that hindsight and let's go to Baltimore and remember that and not just flip it because we're fucking it up. You know what I mean? Let's just really, it's going, you're going to get the value no matter what. Right? The thing is, if you can sell something for two million, that means it's worth eight. At least four. Mm. No good business owner is not gonna do anything for less than a I, th- I think this makes a lot of sense. This makes it now when I was questioning about the Baltimore move, everything mm-hmm. makes sense now. Mm-hmm. I see exactly what you're doing it. You're seeing something, you're looking you're playing check you're playing chess and I was playing checkers at that moment. Mm-hmm. I get it. Like it's I the think- closest I could be from home and, and still go leave out and see cityscape. And like this and that, and like and get that same inspiration. Because if I go deep into Maryland, Maryland, like where I'm, where I, where I, what I associate with Maryland mm-hmm. is not Baltimore. I associate like PG County, and then further into like, I don't know those places like Southern Maryland, right? Um, if I if you go to those places, you're isolated. You're not gonna be as inspired. You come outside, and what is it? Other houses, trees, and a, or maybe a Walmart ten minutes down the street. Suburbia. Right, right, exactly. So this is a close thing to keep that same spirit because it's a city right it has that whole ecosystem people catching the bus going to work like it feels different but you still can have that same chance of inspiration so it's close it's not far from home i'm open a gallery called not far from home come to my gallery show on march 7th is my birthday come chill with me on my birthday bring a gift um (laughs) and then uh we got the carry out and we got some other stuff that is gonna blow your mind Dude, I'm excited. Chris, I hope we can do this every year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think we should probably. I think right? we should. Every January. We should, we should, we should try to make it happen. Next year, I think I'm going to try to go to the bathroom like 12 times. So I'm going to drink a bunch of coffee. Um, <laughs> but I'm actually going to give you laxatives next time. <laughs> True. Damn, G, I ain't drinking shit when I come in. <laughs> Amir, I ain't drinking shit in your spot. Hey, I ain't cursing in 2020. All right, well, Chris. Edit man. that out. Bleep out all my curse words. That is way too much post processing work. <laughs> and shout outs to my whole team, everybody I work with. Yeah. I can't make nothing happen without you all. Shout out to all the artists that allow me to work with them. Shout out to companies like Pass Blue Ribbon, mm-hmm. Nike, Adidas, who give me a chance. You know what I mean? And allow me to also to give other people.